Monday night, October 9th. This is the Northside Story Podcast. I am your host, Blake the Cat Miller. I am I'm with my friend again. He is activated off the IR. He's off activated off the pup. Uh, I don't know what you're gonna call it. He's back. That is Jake Soft Hands. Soft hands Baki. Jake, how are you feeling? How are you doing? It's good to be back. Um, got absolutely destroyed this week. Shout out Steph's team. Um, just put it on me. Um, and it started on Thursday and it, uh, you know, finally ended Monday night. Just four straight days of not only feeling like shit, but, you know, looking at my fantasy lineups while bedridden and just wishing that this week was over. Yeah, you're coming off a tough week. We, we talked about it. I talked about it a little bit. Um, Coming off of the Vegas trip, you and I watching scouting our future lineups. We're at the end of week five and we had, you and I had so much fun with this um, talking about the start of the season. And I want to do it. I'm going to throw this on you right now. Sure. Jake, give me your NFC champ. Give me your AFC champ and give me your Super Bowl. Um, I am going to take the... uh, Oh man, this is so hard because we just watched the Niners absolutely destroy the Cowboys, which I thought that was the easiest uh, bet of the weekend. Uh, shout out Baki's bets. Uh, another winning week. We'll get into that next next pod. But um, And the Eagles are good, but there's just something about the Niners this year. Uh, so give me the Niners and the NFC. Now heading to the AFC, I'm still not completely sold on the Chiefs. And, you know, I was thinking about when you were to ask me this um, and the Buffalo Bills have looked very, very, very good. Yeah. But they just lost two huge pieces to their defense, like the top two defenders and Tredavious White, White out for the rest of the season with a torn Achilles, I believe. Yep. Um, and then Matt Milano, their best linebacker, who is like essentially not comparing them to because I don't think they're in the same tier. But basically what Fred Warner is to the Niners, Matt Milano is to the Bills. And losing him and losing those two pieces are absolutely huge. Um, that AFC is tough because there are so many teams. Miami looks good, um, but their defense at times can struggle. I'm still going to say the Bills. I think the Bills get there this year. Give me the Bills, um, but give me the Niners to win that game convincingly. Niners, Bills, Niners, Super Bowl champs. Okay. Then we start talking about Brock Purdy being the next Tom Brady. I can already see it. I feel like we already should, but that's a top of first. He's got to win first. He's got to win. He's got to win. He's got to win a playoff game. Um, Talk about trying to win. Got to win. Both of our teams. Yeah. This we got to start we'll, winning. We'll, we'll break it. We'll go into that a little bit later. I'm going to throw out mine because... We have last year. You already have your NFC champ. You can't back off from that. You've already said what it was, and you got to stick with it the rest of the way. Do I really? Yeah, that's what you said week one. You predicted it. Do we need to go back to the tape, run the tape back, or? Okay, that's fine. Because I'm more, I'm more passionate about. Oh man, actually, I was going to take the Lions to win the NFC. I'll take the Saints. <laughs> I'll give you both of those teams. Yeah, I will take the Saints because I'm an honest podcaster and I'm going to stick to it. 
And but you do love the Lions. I mean, we both love the Lions. We both, we both love the Lions. Dan Campbell think, at eight to one, six to eight one, to one. Eight, eight to and one, the win coach of the year. I'm starting to feel similar to why my lean that I had with the Saints in the NFC South. Lions are already at this point looking to run away in that division. That division uh-huh. doesn't look good. I just watched the Packers just get mopped. By, yeah, there's uh, there's there's three teams in that division that are going to finish below 500, and the Lions are going to now regardless of injury. I mean, they've actually had a ton of injuries on the defensive yeah. side, um, but they are playing for Dan Campbell, like they and that city. Like football in Detroit is back. It's back, but I'm taking the Saints in the NFC, and I'm taking the Chiefs. I I I, I get it. We were saying with Buffalo, and it's. It seems like it's one of those situations where it's their time. It's all the cards have 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 been laid on the table. They've been hit with some big injuries this season already. It's still early enough. I watched that Miami game and I just saw a completely better team than Miami. So I'm not buying the hype on them. But all in all, they still got to get through the champs. They still got to get through KC. I I feel like we're still early on. I guess counting out some of their wide receiver pieces on that team. I think they'll figure it out. Chris Jones back in the lineup. They, they have looked better. I think the biggest question marks um, is Patrick Holmes. I just see, I still see kind of like careless football out of him. I think as now they're four one in that division chargers off to a slow start. They're not worried about the Raiders. Their next three games, I believe are against the division. I believe they have uh, mm-hmm. back back against Denver. And then I do believe they play, take on the chargers. Am mm-hmm. I correct on that? Uh, yeah, the Chargers, uh, they play, I forgot who they play, but yeah, they play the Chiefs pretty soon. Yeah, so that's a team right now. This is the toughest stretch, and while this is probably the time to strike on them, they still have won their last four. I'm not worried about them getting out of their division, not worried about them getting out of the conference now. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it is, I will say this, it's really hard when you're going against the Chiefs, and it's, you know, it's like like 16 on 11, because you have 11 players in the Chiefs, and you have about five refs, uh, yeah. you know, holding their flags or calling flags on complete BS. But, you know, that's that's for another time. Super Bowl, we have the Saints and the Chiefs. The Saints are going to have home field advantage. Um, Why would they have home field advantage? Because it's, it's in a dome in Vegas? Yeah, and who that nation travels. So Blake, Blake Rippey never misses a field goal in no. dome. Um, give me the saints. I I mean, they'll probably be like big favorites in that matchup, but I like, I like, uh, I like Derek them. Carr, the known, Derek Carr, known winner against the chiefs. Yeah. I mean, so give me the saints. Uh, but that's, that's our matchups. Look, though, I will say this last thing before we get into this episode. Uh, I will say the only reason why I'm not picking the chiefs is because I think by, you know, wild card weekend, Taylor Swift is going to break Travis Kelsey's heart. And I think oh, Travis no. Kelsey is going to have just the case of a broken heart. Um, and I think he's going to go into a game against like the Bengals and, you know, they're going to get down early and he's going to like look up into the stands and he's going to see like, they're probably going to have some sort of like mocking Taylor Swift in a Bengals jersey or something like that. And I think mm-hmm. he storms off the field. I think he storms off the field. He goes in the locker room, puts on a little for- folklore and, you know, just kind of cries in the corner while the rest of the team comes in. Andy Reid, a couple cheeseburgers, just offering him one. You know, the best thing to do in a heartbreak is probably just carb load and get some fast food and just kind of eat your feelings. So that, that's where I see Travis Kelsey, uh, wild card weekend. 
let's just hope that your analysis of these fantasy football matchups are better than what the hell you just gave me there. We're going into week five matchups. Let's that was go. Great Jason. analysis. Diving into our first matchup, Notorious 129 beating Meet the Robinsons 104. This was a close one. Headed into Thursday, headed into a Monday night football. I'm like losing track of the days, even though we said it in the intro, but um, headed into Monday night football, Josh Jacobs, Jacoby Myers, uh, Christian Watson and Packers defense all going for the notorious close one. But Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs c- continues to just be this consistent, um, pretty much do everything. He's continued to struggle on the ground. Um, I believe the Raiders like average this year on the ground is like 70. It's like one of the yeah, worst in football it's and it's, good. it's not good, but Back-to-back weeks, uh, Josh Jacobs able to get that touchdown and continues to be a force in the pass game with five catches, and that pretty much propels it. Kind of the closer matchup. I did, I did like that text that you sent to Trey. In the it was like early Sunday morning when he was when he decided to go with Tua instead of Josh mm-hmm. Allen, uh-huh. and luckily it didn't come back to bite him because it was kind of close. Yeah, yeah. Trey had f- half of his team playing in my night game, which is kind of crazy. You don't really see that too often. Oh, and Dan um, Carlson didn't see that. Yeah. So, um, Josh Jacobs, you're spot on with the running efficiency. But when you're giving the, a guy the ball 20 times, essentially a game, and, uh, you know, the Raiders are a very strange team to watch um, where they have offensive weapons. But Jimmy G is like the epitome of a mediocre. The below average quarterback and so not they don't spread the ball down or they don't throw the ball down the field too often they do a lot of like short game or Devonte. uh but watching that game just getting inside the five was a struggle and once they did it's like one of those things where you just have to give josh jacobs the ball because you yeah. know he's going to get you three yards um it was like that three and out to late game <laughs> when uh it was fourth down, and they try to kick the field goal with Carlson. Yeah. It was just like Daniels dude, has got- no idea what he's doing um, no, as a head coach. None. You can tell like he is just in his own head when it comes to everything. Because Charger game last week, I think he made some uh, bonehead decision. What was that one where uh, they well, they kicked the field goal? They kicked the field goal down eight and made no sense. And he was like, "Well, he sold two possessions." Like nobody, like you can get a two point conversion. So mm-hmm. you can just tell he situationally he's just not a very good head coach, but. The two that I do want to talk about um, on tracing, yeah, Josh Allen did sit, but Tua and Tyreek, I mean, Tyreek Hill is just an absolute monster. He is someone that, like, I have him in another league, and it literally brings me joy seeing his name pop up on the ESPN app when it says, like, receiving TD caught by Tyreek Hill. God, I love you know, It's not only that, but you know when you open it up, the possibility of it being a 50 plus yard touchdown is yeah. the highest in the league. Like there's not another player. I think that you get that maybe Jamar chase or Justin Jefferson, but Tyreek is usually one where he catches it for 15, 20 yards and then just takes off. He could have had two of those. He did get stopped inside the 10 yard line, but Tyreek an amazing talent, amazing player. Um, and then when you can stack him with Tua, um, you know, Tua had two turn bad turnovers. Um, but he had a pretty efficient game, especially against the Giants, who might be the worst team in the league, um, except for the Panthers. But those two teams are bad. Uh, everybody else had a pretty solid game. A TJ Hawkinson take is starting to look a little bit better because uh, he has only hit over 10 points once this year. But 
it's overall for tight ends, it's a pretty down year for tight ends. There's not really yeah. anyone that like has stood out. Yeah. Even Travis Kelsey is someone that really hasn't stood out. So we'll still take that. But overall, still a good showing for Trey's team. What do you do with Tua and Josh Allen having two stud quarterbacks? I know Trey always carries a couple quarterbacks, a couple of defenses. He left the Steelers defense on the bench this week, put up an 18 burger. <laughs> but uh, uh, let's let's pretend we're not Trey here. Similar situation. Do you do anything with the quarterbacks or you kind of just roll the hot hand knowing that every single week, whatever quarterback you go with, you pretty much have the matchup over your opponent? I mean, I, I still go with Josh Allen every single week until he shows me something different um, because I don't even think it's matchup dependent. Josh Allen's number one quarterback in fantasy. Um, I would I would still try to shop two around. Um, I know I know you like perhaps Trey likes the stack of two and Tyreek, but there are some teams in our league that could use quarterbacks looking at someone like Nick, um, looking at someone like you now that Anthony Richardson is gone. Um, and you know, Lamar had a bad week. I'm not saying like I'm going to you know deal Lamar, but I don't know. Um, I would try to maybe shore up. I know Trey likes Pacheco and I think Pacheco is a, is a good running back, but am I going to rely on Pacheco and Richard white the rest of the season? Who knows? Maybe I get, you know, another running back that can help me out there to where, you know, I can upgrade that spot. Not that Trey really needs any upgrading is going to be five and no. But I still yeah. think there are some players on Trey's team that like they don't show up, then you can get some low scoring. Like Jacoby Myers, I think is is a really good flex play week in and week out. But he's forty. He's gonna be. He's probably gonna be ranked ranked in like the thirties this week, mm-hmm. maybe the twenties for wide receivers. Christian Watson. I don't, Jordan Love is just not. A, I don't think he's a good quarterback. And uh, Jordan Love is very much. Or sorry, Christian Watson is very dependent on the deep ball. So if he doesn't get that, you're looking at, you know, less than 10 points. Mike Evans is a good player. Tyler Lockett are good players, but like those are extremely like volatile. So I, I think if I were Trey, I would try to get one more position player to kind of shore up some of that depth. Yeah. We go over to meet the Robinsons, meet the Robinsons had a down week. Uh, 104. It's probably it would beat me every week, but still down week by his perspective. Brian Robinson, uh, 6.3 Bijan with 10.8. Um, I believe I already talked about the matchups when I did the Thursday one with uh, Brian Robinson, but Bijan up against Houston, you think a relatively bro- low outing in terms of the 10 points, but I mean, I talked about it. His, his probably one of the safest floors in the running backs, um, considering the kind of pedestrian outing for him, 14 carries 46 yards, but was still able to cash in on a touchdown. Um, you even look at last week against Jacksonville, he didn't even score a touchdown, still 16, um, uh-huh. averaging at about 16 a week. You'll take that every week, but you're, it's a bummer. You get this down week, Calvin Ridley. Um, it's always though, is he the number one, two or three? looks like this week he was the number one able to have a pretty, pretty productive outing against that Buffalo team. That was a kind of a, not really a high scoring affair. I guess 25, 20 is pretty high scoring affair with, with the, uh, I mean, that was like seven to three going into the fourth quarter, that fourth yeah. quarter, there were a lot of points. Yeah. Um, and really the big thing with Calvin Rindley and just that Jacksonville offense is just how much Trevor Lawrence struggled at the beginning of the year. But these last two weeks, they've seemed to pick it up a little bit. Trevor, uh, Terry McLaurin's always going to be kind of hit or miss as I discussed in the last episode. Jake Ferguson, uh, who cares? And I was really, that was really down on DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins in this last week, in this last match in Indianapolis, I saw a lot of chunk plays. 
seemed like he was definitely mm-hmm. getting involved in the offense. Yeah, for me, though, watching that, because I did have a bet for the over on that game, which mm-hmm. lost because Tennessee can't punch the ball in, which makes no sense because they have Derrick Henry in, inside the five. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Colts secondary is ass. Like, it is bad. And so, like, yeah. I don't look at that as they were force-feeding DeAndre Hopkins. They were only force-feeding him because of how bad, like, matchup, basically going to be matchups when it comes to for DeAndre. Um so the Colts, yeah, secondary is bad. Any anytime you have a player as a wide receiver playing the Colts, please put some money on that player to go over on anything. Maybe score a touchdown here, um, but definitely insert them into your fantasy lineup because they can't stop anyone. Yeah, it's one of those situations where you're, if it's bye week and your your defense is on bye, you're look you're shopping around. Okay, who are the bad offenses in the league? That's something that we've talked about in a couple of weeks. Uh, targeting Colts Colts defenses. Um, with all of our guys, running backs, wide receivers, anything uh-huh. you take it. Yeah. Honestly, when I look at me, the Robinson team, I'm not, um, it's kind of a tough week. Two tough buys for him. Justin Herbert on by DK Metcalf. Great decision with Sam Howell that definitely cashed in later in the week. Uh-huh. Um, all in all, some down weeks, some, some down weeks. I always have questions about Brian Robinson. I'm always going to have kind of the yo-yo effect of Terry McLaurin, but Overall, there's not much I can really say about his team. What do you think, Jake? I'm here to have another declaration. One, you know how how often I'm correct on all of these. Shout out to Steph's team and Brian's team. Um, I think there are two teams in this league that I can say aren't going to make the playoffs um, from from here on out, and I'm going to stick with this the rest of the year. Um, Phillips's team is one of them. Um, I, I don't think he has enough players to, and I understand that you have basically Herbert and Metcalf the rest of the season. Um, I am not a big fan of Brian Robinson jr. I don't think he is someone that you can rely on week in and week out. The bears defense is terrible, absolutely terrible. And I get it. They were down basically from the get go. So you kind of have to fix Like you kind of have to go with the flow with that. But I just don't, I don't, besides Bijan, Calvin Ridley, and DK, I don't see anybody else on this team that would get me excited to get 15 points on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I've officially put Phillips' team in the graveyard, eliminated in week five. Wow, pretty soon. But he's only one in three, he's going to be one in four. Mm-hmm. Standing hasn't updated. He is one in four. Trey gets the win. Trey goes to five and zero oh, and first place sole possession. I'm going to take a gamble here in the uh, second team that Jake is declaring um, that will not make the playoffs is going to be my team. The cat hashtag calls up. No cat noises. I got I got to figure my team out. Uh, I get the L. I got 95 points and I lost to Team Mercier. Team Mercier put up 111. I don't want to talk about my team first. So let's talk about Sam's team and consistent can kind of consistent across the board for Sam's team. Kirk Cousins, 19, Joe Mixon um, and a plus matchup where they're up. He's 11 points. You'll take it. Um, I always wonder where Joe Mixon was drafted. Second round. Uh, maybe a little too high, but uh, Dan Montgomery though, absolute seems like the steal. Of the- does it hurt? Does, yeah, does it hurt saying his name every week and like seeing 19, like fifteen yeah. to twenty points I, every single I was week? So just so so wrong. And you know what? I kind of blame you, Jake, and I kind of blame all the other knuckleheads out there that told me how amazing Jameer Gibbs was. Um, 
because I like I knew sure. how good David Montgomery was when he was healthy with the Bears. Like, and that team was bad last year and years prior. Like David Montgomery always produced. He was kind of like in that. He was kind of in like the uh, playoff Lenny, uh, James Connor, like James Connor kind of like echelon of running backs when he was with the Bears. Where it's like, like I don't think the guy's the most talented guy in the world, but like it seems like every Sunday the guy produces. And now you put him on this like high octane offense right now, where where mm-hmm. uh, they're getting to the they're getting to the red zone, they're getting to the goal, but not even that like open field like he's just killing people i was just so mm-hmm. wrong that yeah i feel disgusted by it yeah i actually thought david montgomery was la- last few years i was never like a big fan of him i, I thought he was more on like the miles sanders mm-hmm. tier where i would watch him and i was just like ah, i guess i don't know if i see anything like and it could have been just the line play to be honest on the bears because they have one of the worst offensive lines in football and their offense just in general the last few years mm-hmm. has been bad. But watching him behind perhaps the most, perhaps the second best, maybe to the Eagles, uh, offensive line in the Detroit Lions, that offense, that uh, offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, is going to be a head coach next year. Um, shout out the Chargers. Hopefully they get him. But uh, he, yeah, he is just a violent runner. He is someone that... Um, just runs with his head down, bowls people over, gets in the end zone, and uh, you know Jamal Williams. Yeah, uh, Stephon Diggs continues to produce. That's what you get when you draft him. Brandon Ayuk down week. Um, I would love to see what the Debo numbers were, but when we go to my team, we'll talk about where all those touchdowns went. Um, mm-hmm. Alexander Madison pretty much saved. Uh, there was the, yeah by a screen. Uh, there touchdown, was there was yeah. moments even like when Anthony Richardson went out for my team when like my projection was at like sixty. I'm like, you know what? There's maybe a chance. And yeah, you always I buy always, into the I projections. And, and then there's a chance. I mean, there was a chance kind of points wise. But when I watch that Alexander Madison screen pass go in, then I'm like, okay, now we're done. Uh, Zach Ertz with eight yeah. lions, Jake Moody, who cares? Looking at her bench, big performance from Zach Moss. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Zach Moss, he's, what is he? Fourth ranked running back right now. Uh, we look at points for him, mm-hmm. 18, 21, 9, 34. I do believe, Jake, the last time you were on the pod, you said, like, I think you swore off Zach Moss. Is that good? What do yeah, you do? I mean, he looked amazing. <laughs> um, he looked, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think I would start him unless Jonathan Taylor gets out or mm-hmm. gets hurt. I think they very much are going to ease Jonathan Taylor back in. You don't want to throw Jonathan Taylor back in after just giving him this big contract been out for you know he hasn't actually played snaps since like i don't know like week 12 last year um so you're not going to throw him in and give him 15 20 carries but i do think you hold on to zach moss for now just in case uh jonathan taylor you know pulls a hammy pulls a growing something like that those kind of soft tissue injuries that seem to happen when guys come back um but if if that does happen i'm hoping for my sake that it doesn't Because I have Jonathan yeah. Taylor, but Zach Moss is a great, you know, flex play. If that uh, were to week happen. six, you taking Joe Burrow at home against Seattle, or are you going Kirk Cousins on the road against the Bears? If you were Sam, uh, probably Kirk Cousins. Watching the Vikings play, um, it's just it's all Kirk. Like it is legitimately like all Kirk. They barely run the ball. Like. Um, I get Joe Burrow having a great week. Um, I'm still kind of skeptical to see if that's going to continue. Um, 
but I think Joe has to show that he can do that in like not just game by game or not just not one game at a time. Like it has to be like blocks. Um, and Kirk Cousins has been what he's probably a top five fantasy quarterback, yeah. <laughs> top yeah. four. So yeah, I think Kirk Cousins is still the still the one. All right, there. well. She has two quarterbacks to pick from. I lost one of mine. Anthony Richardson um, goes out again. This has been five weeks through the season. He's got knocked out of the game three times. He's missed one game, and it looks like this latest injury is going to keep him out for a while. I hate playing the, if I would have played the perfect, perfect lineup, I would have won. But if I would have played Jared Goff this week against Carolina, I would have won this matchup. But what are you going to do? I mean, I, I traded everything. I traded everything and I traded Lamar to pick up Jalen Waddle to shore up my team. And I think as a whole, um, Jalen Waddle with 12 this week. I, I don't know. I had a very weird, I just had a very weird week rolling into minus two heading in to uh, Sunday football with the commanders laying a stinker against Chicago. Poor outings from Derrick Henry. I didn't really watch that game. You said you had money on the over. Was there, was there a lot of opportunities for Henry to punch it in? No, not really, because he was kind of outshined by his yes. backup and Taiji Spears, Spears. Uh, who who had the I think it was like a thirty yard mm-hmm. touchdown run. Um, yeah, they the Titans are are one of those teams this year where you just never can get on the right side of like yeah. what they're doing. Like it's classic Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel, and you're not sure if they're going to come out with their heads on fire like we saw against the Bengals and absolutely dominate them, or they're going to struggle against a pretty young team in the Colts. And basically, you know, the Colts haven't really shown that they can play smash mouth football this year, but they showed that, you know, they can stop Derrick Henry um, and take away the running game, which definitely opened up, you know, Dondre Hopkins and some others. But yeah, you're. Why did I, I start I'm Matt Burita? Why did I start Matt Burita? I don't know. No, that was actually another point. Thank you for saying that. I play in several leagues, as a lot of other people do. Um, and I have Saquon in another league. And I picked up Matt Burita Sunday morning because he was still on waivers. And I was just like, I've I've done this so many times in like my years of playing fantasy football and having Saquon. Matt Breida is not getting no. me five points. That is going to be like one of those where you pick him up and you feel smart. But I've done this time and time again. And I actually did this with AJ Dillon earlier, but you know, I have no other choice. Um, Matt Breida is just not a good running back. I don't even know why he's in the league, to be honest. I, I just, I don't see it. There's nothing when he mm-hmm. plays. And so in that league, I picked up and uh, this league, I guess, isn't very good. Josh Reynolds, who was, a, was on the waiver wire. And that guy had like 70 yards and a touchdown. So I'm glad that I did that. But Matt Breida is just one of those guys where you have that handcuff and you're like, okay, good. I have a safety blanket. But when you play him, it actually hurts your team a lot more. Um, so Matt Breida, I, I don't even think there's any reason for anyone to roster him, whether Saquon yeah, is Yeah, I just, not. just, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, and looking at my lineup right now, I made some smart decisions. Uh, spent a little bit on, you know what? I don't even think I spent anything on Jaleel McLaughlin. I think I picked him up right off the right off the bat. I like that yeah. pick. Um, I, I will I'll give you a props for that because you and I were both in Vegas, and when uh, Javante went out, we watched. Uh, we were like, "Who the hell is that smaller running back?" Just like scurrying around and like juking people out, and then his name came up on the screen. Who the hell is Jaleel McLaughlin? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was someone that I was kind of looking at throughout the week last week and you had picked him up and uh, played him. 
because Javante was out. Um, and that was a good pickup because I think that there, there is definitely something there. Yeah, with him. I, I, that pickup, I mean, me trusting my gut with Blake Groupie, even though he wasn't in a dome, he still was able to, I made, I made some right decisions. Just, I, I don't know. I kind of just outsmarted myself. Matt, Matt Burita, uh chose to be kind of costly because there were some definitely uh, some decisions to be made. I'm very interested though, heading into next week, seeing the, the status on just, Justin Jefferson. Um, me stashing and holding on to Jordan Addison. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, mm-hmm. I got Jared Goff, who Jared Goff uh, is kind of a roller coaster. He's pretty consistent, though. I mean, worst outing this year was on the road against Green Bay, where, I mean, even with the Rams, he struggled there. So that's not something too out of the ordinary. But next week against Tampa Bay and then Baltimore, Baltimore has been kind of a sleeve on defense. So I got options to play at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Just got to get. I don't know. It's just got to start simplifying it. Godwin's coming off. Uh, Goblin. Oh, Goblin. Godwin's coming off uh, by next week. Mike, uh, Mike Evans, hamstring injuries up in questions. Najee Harris. Oh, whatever, dude, just uh, the, the cat hashtag. <laughs> uh, up. Are you just going to hold on to him the whole year? You might as I have well, to. right? I have to. <laughs> you like, you can't drop him. So it's just like, uh, I guess I'm just not, you didn't even get Jalen no. Warren, which I was telling you for weeks to, to pick him up. So I, I can't, yeah. um, I I'm officially, um, yeah, no, he's on Steph's team now. So no, I just mean, I can't drop on, Najee Harris. There's no way. Oh yeah. Can't drop him. Um, I don't think there's anything really exciting no. about your team anymore. Um, I think Kittle, it's three touchdowns. So I think the, that that's, yeah, that was nice. Three catches, three touchdowns, four catches, um, I think. Did you end up having four? Because it was three uh, for three for like oh no the four targets. Time. My bad. Yeah. So there, the I think your your ceiling is one fifteen, one twenty uh, points wise. Um, That's not going to cut it. I think your floor, your floor is you know in in the eighties at this point. Like Derrick Henry has had a pretty disappointing year. Uh, Saquon is just has never really been healthy, and Najee is just is is like I said, Eddie Lacy. Um, and yeah, I don't I don't see a lot of going up from here with your squad. Now, I think there might be some weeks where you do surprise, um, and we're gonna get you know all caps. Daddy is back. Mm. Um, you know when you're Can't like for that. three and five yep. or something, and you're going for that six seed. But I'm officially digging up the grave and I'm going to unfortunately kill off Blake's team in if week there's five. Any positive in this? Um going to get bucking against your prediction. I'm currently in sixth place right now. Well, there's uh, contrary to what we had last season, um, we have a couple of teams kind of separating themselves. So that six spot's gonna be gross. And if there's anything about well, I will say this. I will say this because when we talk about my team, I mean, I know I had I had a bad week as well. Um, but going into this week, you had the second. You're going to have the least amount of points mm-hmm. in our league. Yep. Next tomorrow morning when we wake up, Phil scored a cr- a crazy amount. Steph scored a crazy amount, which places you firmly, and I mean firmly, in last place with points for now. Does that tell the whole story? No, you need wins, losses, all that. Who cares? You are going to be last in points for and 
um, you were one of the top ones in points against as far as uh, whoever you play, they don't score a lot of points That's against you. So for me, actually, you know, you're, you are getting a little lucky right now and you're still, two, you're going to be two and three. Um, and that's why I kind of I have to I think you and Phillips are both going to be the, the bottom two points for and uh, some of the, the worst points against. So that's why I'm going to have to I'm going to have to kill you guys. There's off. no manager in this league that has a consecutive playoff appearance streak like my own. I'm going to continue it this year. But with this week, I get the L. I go to two and three. Team Mercier gets the win. She goes to three and two. Oh, the mighty have fallen. Fitch 4-0 gets the L. Loses to the quarterback sneaks 93 to 136. Let's go over Fitch's team first. We go with the loser. James Cook had his stinker out in London. That game was kind of a stinker. I mean, you mentioned in the last matchup. Um, Great fourth quarter, but I honestly woke up to watch the first two drives, mm -hmm. and then it started to get slow, and I fell asleep. And then I woke up again the start of the fourth quarter and it was the same score. And I yeah. was like, Oh, I didn't miss anything at all. Isn't that nice? Um, <laughs> yeah. And then I watched the rest of it. It was yeah. a good ending. I mean, you're not going to score a lot of points when you have five carries for negative four yards. That's just, uh -huh. just going to, how it's going to go. But I feel like with Buffalo, um, if their offense is struggling, you got a guy um, with Josh Allen that will just be like, we're not running the ball anymore. I'm going to throw it. And if we do have to run it, I'm going to run it. He kind of puts everything on his back. But even in that game, three catches, 25 yards. It's not a lot. It's not like, obviously, it's not going to win you a week, especially mm -hmm. when he only has three points. But there's some weeks when you had like Devin Singletary there, like like when they start throwing the ball, like they just don't use him at all. Um, James Cook at least has some semblance um, of a timeshare in that offense. We talk about the when we talk about Brian's team, we talk about the Eagles, Jalen Hurts. Um, Anytime it's it's near near like one or two yards out, it's going to be a rushing touchdown. You can already just take it to the bank. Um, I want to get your point. Um, I'm kind of on this boat now. Rest of season, DeAndre Swift, like the highest of high RB two with like a low end RB one. So like, I'm trying to think who like like DeAndre Swift. Would you rather have DeAndre Swift or like Travis Etienne rest of season? Travis Etienne, okay. 100%. I don't I don't think. Uh, DeAndre Swift is is good. I like DeAndre Swift, but I think Travis Etienne is someone that uh, his boom potential, I think, is what we saw this week, which is which is going to be a lot higher than whatever DeAndre Swift is. Well, DeAndre Swift, I mean, these last four <clears throat> weeks, he's had 28 carries, 16, 14, 17 points, 25, 14, 15, 13. And I know that Jacksonville's offense is picking up these last two weeks, but giving the consistency of Philadelphia, which I'm still going to beat the drum that I still think there's another like echelon to this offense that um, they could start like really boat racing teams. And yeah, they're as, not very good in the red zone unless I, it's like inside the five yard line. Yeah. Like I don't know. I mean, what about, what about Swift or Henry rest of the season? Um, oh, that's a good one. I'd probably still go Derrick Henry yeah. uh, just because I think he he's in, he gets, you know, his 20 yards. But yeah, I mean, DeAndre Swift is going to be you know, a benefactor from that Philly offensive line. They're so mm -hmm. good and um, they do like to run the ball a lot. 
Um, but also, I mean, if, if, if injuries are off, then maybe my DeAndre Swift, like I, I will kind of raise it a little bit, but he is also someone that is notoriously known for, for getting dinged up here or there. So yeah. hopefully for, for his own personal health sake that he can stay healthy the whole season. Um, but I want to say this, um, this is kind of what I expected out of Brian's team. Um, for the first part of the season now justin jefferson four points of course no. would never expect that banged up if you at say the fourth quarter. if you say justin jefferson gets you know 20 points you're looking at uh 110 points for brian yeah. uh, this week uh which i think is what i kind of expected i expected jalen hurts to be very good i expect justin jefferson to be very good i think chris Olave is a special talent i'm not sold on um Derek carr i'm not sold on you know, whoever's throwing him that ball. Yeah, the offense and Chris Olave, I think, had two catches, and one of them was for a touchdown, mm-hmm. which was only like a six or five yard, six yard uh, catch. So, also, when I look at Brian's bench and I look at his, you know, backups, I don't see anybody mm-hmm. here that when when he has to start filling in holes, you know, you're going to put in a Gus Edwards, you're going to put in a Kadarius Tony. I'm going to put in Tyler Algier. I think <clears throat> even last week, out carried. Out carried Bijan in that game. Um, sure, he does that, there. He does Go it ahead. every week, though, right? He out carries him every single week, but they can't score inside that red zone unless it's like I don't know. It, their their offense is then terrible. Why the hell do they keep winning? I'm so I freaking hate that. <laughs> um, but you look at his averages, right? Like his first mm-hmm. week was great. His last, his like the majority of his weeks, four out of his five weeks, three yards a carry, 1.7, yeah. 2.3, 2.4. I'm, I'm not comfortable starting Tyler, Tyler Algier anymore, especially in a running back spot. Um, so I don't know. I, I think this is kind of what I ex- expected for Brian's team. Now with Justin Jefferson having a hamstring injury, Uh-oh. it is starting like it. Brian is very lucky that he got four wins. Uh, to start the season off because if we just talked about the last in your points for and points against Brian has a good points for he's second in the league, but points against 367, which is by far the least amount of points against him every single week. So when that starts to level out a little bit, I see Brian as more as like maybe a, a fourth or a fifth seed than, you know, a top two. Yeah. I, um, I was distracted there because I was trying to look on on waivers to see if KJ Osborne is available. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait for that. Um, yeah, I a lot of a lot of boomer bus plays. I agree with Chris Olave. That there's in in a team that scored thirty four points this last week. I have so many question marks about the Saints' offense, and Chris Olave is such a special player. But if you're not getting him the ball, he, I mean that's nothing. It's just wasted space. They're throwing the ball to Alvin Kamara more than they are throwing the ball to yeah. Chris Olave. And in why, why I wanted to hype up Swift so much is you look at, you look at him starting off now four and one and you look at how well he hit on a guy like DeAndre Swift that mm-hmm. obviously he didn't play. Huge. He didn't play in week one, but you're looking at your 11th round pick um, who, I mean, you're having a tough time picking between him and, and Derek Henry the rest of the season. Um, you you lean on you lean on guys like that to kind of propel you through whatever soft spots that you have during the week. Question marks that you have about certain offenses offenses, but now you got question marks with with Alave. I mean, we keep talking about the tight end landscape. 
um, and, and with Evan Ingram, and Evan he's Ingram, serviceable. he's serviceable. He's still set. I mean, seventh rank, but I mean, it's not yeah. n- nothing to write home about, but you couple in the injuries of those for sure guys like the Jeff and Justin Jefferson and whatever, maybe extended amount of time you have it. It really kind of flips the perspective on Fitch's team from where he was heading into this week. And then, in the future because Zay flowers, we talk about Zay flowers. Oh yeah. He's a pretty decent outing. I mean, he hasn't cracked 10 points the last four weeks. We uh-huh. talked about his bench. Um, he's now one potentially if Justin Jefferson's out. We don't know what bye weeks look like for his team next week. He's got to fill now two extra spots because uh, Zay flowers. Maybe there's some, a better option. I talked about KJ Osborne as potentially someone he can plug in there. I think potentially next week he's got to be filling at least two spots to pick up the production of Justin Jefferson, maybe being out Zay flowers, maybe a, a flex piece. You're going to have to move on from. And yeah, I mean, from four, four and zero to four and one, he shouldn't be stressing as much as some of these owners that are on the flip side of that one and four, yeah. but yeah. that dominant, that dominant um, stretch that he's been on heading into this. I do have question marks for his team heading in um, for these next couple of weeks when we start getting these, I mean, what is he going to do when Philadelphia is on by? He better hope he better hope Philadelphia. No, that, that's, it, that's, that's a punt week. Like it, it's one of those weeks where you just, you know, you just pop the punt, you put in Geno Smith, you put in Miles Sanders and you just, and you pick up a kicker and you punt Brian's third best player, but by, by far is Jake Elliott. Like he oh, is yeah. a consistent, he is turning into this year's Justin Tucker where it is, 10, 15, 11 points. 14, 11, yeah, he's at over 10 points every single week. Yep. He's at, um, yeah. So he see. is averaging close to 13 points, I believe, a week, which is incredible for a kicker. And so, <clears throat> you know, you, he'll punt that week for sure. But you still want to try to get wins here or there. And, it, and it's hard for me unless, you know, Justin Jefferson comes back a lot sooner than we think. I think Justin Jefferson is going to be out for at least two weeks. I don't think they're going to rush him along. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I've been calling for this. I know Minnesota beat Carolina, but Carolina is the worst team in the league. Mm-hmm. Would not be surprised if Minnesota tries to tank a little bit more. I know. I like that. Back Jefferson. I saw that um, report. They're like, oh, we're going to take our time with them. That is not, especially the yeah, way that their me, season started. To me, that is just like, you know what? We see how good Detroit is, and they're four and one. We're one and four. Could we get a wild card spot? Perhaps. Yep. But you're looking at, you know, the Rams perhaps being a good team the rest of the year, uh, playing even the, in the losses the Rams have, they're close games. Uh, Seattle is starting the year out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Look at the Cowboys that are going to be a wild card team. And then you're looking at, <coughs> excuse me, um, you're looking at, you know, maybe two teams in the NFC South with the Saints, the Falcons, and the Bucks. Those three teams, maybe you'll get two teams that are wild card teams out of that because they all have winning records. So, uh, yeah, if I was in charge of Minnesota, if I was the Minnesota GM, I would probably punt on this year and start looking to see if I can get rid of these guys. You know, not stress Justin Jefferson, get Jordan Addison a bunch of reps. Um, oh. So that next year, when they need to move off of Kirk Cousins, perhaps they can really, you know, set up for next year. So I'm a little skeptical of Brian's team, but let's talk about one team that um, I'm personally not skeptical of. And I personally think that this is the best team in our league. Oh, why? What, what, what unique about uh QB sneaks? I mean, obviously with Christian McCaffrey, Raheem Mostert 
kind of did he salvage that late? Because I know that he was kind of slow heading into the first. He half. He had but... a touchdown in the fourth quarter yeah. uh, when they were when they were up. Uh, a chain. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you saw today is battling a knee injury yeah. now, um, yep. which is just going to increase Raheem's uh, carries. But they're also getting back, and I know no one really cares about this, but they're getting back Jeff Wilson Jr., who at times in, with San Francisco and at times last year with Miami. He showed if he can stay healthy, he's a good, he's a fast running back. They have so much speed there that it's crazy. Um, I, I think this is a team that there's not too many weak spots. Now we can talk about if Darren Waller is a good tight end or not. Um, and that offense is trash, but, um, and that probably is the spot. But one guy I would like to talk about, and it could be based off of who, who uh, they played, Brees Hall. Um, you had Brees Hall, you had Brees Hall last year and you saw Mm -hmm. what he did in Denver last year before, of course, that Mm -hmm. ACL and his whole knee got torn up, but the quote going into that game with them saying that there are no, all restrictions have been lifted for Brees Hall. I wouldn't be surprised if his Shane just like, you know, busted in his pants. Like Mm -hmm. when he, Heard that news. Yep. I'm sure he was so excited knowing that I don't have to worry about playing Dalvin Cook anymore. Like it is Brees Hall, and it should only be Brees Hall. He is the only one on that team that shows any sort of explosiveness as a running back. So getting Brees Hall <clears throat> and having him come in and being, you know, a flex play to an RB2, you know, I think that that's huge for his team. Um when you put up 136 and you don't have your number one wide receiver playing, to me, that shows that you have a good squad. Now, there was a big trade that was made, and we can talk about a little bit about that here, um, maybe mostly um, on on my matchup. But seeing Puka Nakua still being involved in offense, I think everyone expected him to still be involved. Of course, not to the you know 20 targets he was getting without Cooper Cup. But seeing him get involved still, um, I think he's good for 10 to, to 15 points a, a week, which is kind of what you need um, for a wide receiver three on a team um, and perhaps a flex play. But I, I just I don't see too many uh, too many weaknesses here. And I, I think it's a good team uh, going forward. And what's disgusting, the most disgusting thing they would even touch on with this team Justin Fields right now, <laughs> number five quarterback. Everyone was just um, pouting about how trash that that Bears that Bears team has been. Look, you called him out. You wanted to see it last week. You wanted to see it was a put up or shut up uh, performance for Justin Fields against the Broncos. And the last two weeks, what it's been eight touchdowns and only one pick. Eight um, touchdowns. Yeah, he's at he in the last two weeks. He's combined for eighty three yards rushing off fifteen yeah. attempts. His mm-hmm. next three weeks, Jake. At home against Minnesota, mm-hmm. at home against the Raiders, mm-hmm. and then on the road against the Chargers. Well, that's what I'm saying is that like a Shane, I think right now is going to rattle off a good amount of wins. Like, yeah. I don't know who he plays. Perhaps he plays, you know, Trey and some other people. I have no idea. I'm not, I haven't looked it up. But I think this is a time for a Shane to really go on a run here. And I think, you know, when Keenan is input into his lineup, I think you can start to like wonder if you play Keenan or CD lamb. Um, Cause I am kind of, so Shane and I actually, you know, spoke last week, texted back and forth. And I first 
was going to see what he wanted for CD Lamb. And I don't exactly remember what the trade offer was, but I texted Phil and I said, uh, <laughs> I said, Phil, what is your uh, honest outlook on CD the rest of the season? And Phil's response was, I think he's living up to his round one, round two grade right now in fantasy. Wow. And right when he said that, I texted to Shane and I said, okay, what, what about AJ Brown? Because I think Phil has his Cowboys glasses on. CeeDee Lamb is not <laughs> in a first or a second round grade this year. He's not. No. He's a hell of a player. I think he's no. great. They are missing Kellen Moore like crazy. That offense stinks. That offense is not good. It is not as fluid as it's been in the past. Dak has been bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Pollard, I love Tony Pollard. I don't think he's been efficient at all. And watching CD get frustrated on the sidelines, as we saw last night, I feel like I've seen that multiple times this year where it, that hasn't been the case in years past. Mm-hmm. Um, so CD is someone that I'm starting to like wonder, even he is starting to wonder, like, where did this offense go? I, I personally think a lot of it has to do with Kellen Moore. And I think Kellen Moore is a hell of an offensive coordinator. And he had a lot of plays for CD in open space. But CD right now is a, a 19th ranked wide receiver. Um, and when you have Puka and you have Keenan Allen, um, and perhaps you kind of do matchups when it comes to a Raheem or uh Brees and CD and you kind of, you know, figure that out. But I'm kind of worried I, if I'm a Shane, the only thing I'm kind of worried about is my tight end spot and just hoping Darren Waller can do anything. Yeah. And then I'm just wondering what I'm going to get out of CD. I still think there are weeks that CD can get you 20 points. And I think against the Chargers next week is a good example of that. Yeah. But I also think there are going to be some weeks that he gets you what he did in this game, which is six, seven, eight points. I mean, you're only getting, f- he's, he's had what, four <laughs> games this, four, four times this year. Um, only four catches. That is not CD Lamb. Yeah, that and, and not... I'm looking at the targets. There's one, two, three, four. There's only four games. That, there's four games where he's had less than eight targets, which is not what he is. And so no. when I saw that, and then I that I heard from Phil saying that he's living up to his grade, I automatically pivoted and I went the other way because I don't believe that. Um, I don't believe he's living up to his you know second round grade right now. I do believe AJ Brown's living up to his. Uh, but CD Lamb, I don't think he's living up to what he can do at all. This season. next next three weeks for QB sneaks, he takes on uh, Steph, he takes on Meet the Robinsons, and then he takes on Sam. So yeah, I think this is a this is a streak. Um, I think Ashane starts to separate himself right now. I will say, I think there's a sneaky good chance there's a good matchup next week in Steph and Ashane. Um, but I think this is where we're talking. You know, three weeks from now, anything could happen. But we're looking at a Shane at six and two, maybe even five and three, but a six and two. And you're looking at someone that's, you know, going for a buy. Quarterback sneaks should probably change his name to quarterback streaks. There you mm-hmm. go. Uh, he gets or, the win. He goes to th- go ahead. Or Nakuna Matata. He can just take my name because I got to figure out something else. For yeah, mine. that's yeah. That's a little weird. QB sneaks goes to three and two. Fitch goes to four and one. Trying to do quick mental math here. I think it is the biggest blood of the week, only by a couple of points. House Targaryen gets the win over Nakua Matata, one fifty nine to ninety eight. Both teams go to two and three. Jake, let's wait, talk wait, wait. about no, you. No, 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 both teams don't go to two and three. I dropped to one and four. Oh, Steph I wanted you to, to say that. Actually, sorry, I wanted you to um, say that. I will say this about my team, and we can kind of get into it in a little bit. 
I am starting to come to grips with my team is all names. Um, yeah, <laughs> and it, <kinda> is. <laughs> it sucks because there are some damn good names on here. Yep. Um, you're looking at Lamar. You're looking at Alvin Kamara. Aaron Jones is usually that second RB spot. Garrett Wilson, AJ Brown, Travis Kelsey. And then that flex is probably going to be Jonathan Taylor. I still have Amari Cooper. I still have Michael Pittman. That's it's, it's getting to the point that it's frustrating to see. Like, I think I would rather have Phil's team and yeah. just, and just look at it and be like, Hey, I have two studs. And then the rest are kind of just like, I, you know, I didn't draft well. Um, and instead I look at my team and I go, I drafted good. I think I made some good trades because I drafted actually really good because I used a lot of my depth to go get bigger pieces. But then I look at it and I'm just like, what the hell happened here, guys? Like what's going on on a week to week basis. Now this week it's hard to get put 50 points on you on a Thursday night game and think that you have any sort of, you know, you're close at all. Um, and that there's any choice or any like chance for me to come back. But then as like Sunday's going on and I'm just like, man, Lamar, you had like 12 points in the first half and then you got negative three the rest of the game. And I will say it's not necessarily his fault. I watched the highlights of all the receivers dropping passes and it's frustrating to watch those, but that's kind of what comes with, you know, fantasy and you have to look and see who your quarterback is throwing to. Um, You see Garrett Wilson Still, you know, it's hard for me not to put Garrett Wilson out there because he's like the only receiving option. But then you remember that Zach Wilson is the quarterback. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Michael Pittman, a great matchup against Tennessee um, and him just not performing there. So, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where I'm just going to have to ride it out and see if I can get any wins. Um, Talking about streaks, I know that I play three teams that I need to beat. Um, and Sam Phillips, and I believe, is it you? I think it's you. Uh, I think we play each other week eight. I hope not. I don't, I don't normally win that matchup, so I'm I'm not looking forward (laughs) to that. Um, so, you know, those are three teams that in order for me to even have a chance at the playoffs. Yeah, it is. It's Sam Phillips and Blake. So I feel like that's going to separate the sixth seed right there. That's yeah. It will because I need to beat Sam because Sam's three and two. Um, mm-hmm. and Phillips is gonna is who knows if he'll be one and four or he'll be one and five or two and four going into that matchup, uh, week mm-hmm. seven. But I need my team to start really racking up points. I think there's only been one week this year where I've really like have scored a lot, which is a 140, I think I had in like week three. Yeah. Um, but you know, <laughs> that's when you declared your team was back. <laughs> yeah, well, it, which which has sucked though is because before this week, I was third in points four. Yeah, um, and I was like, I'm scoring points. My points against, I was second to last with it being the most points, only to Phil, who whoever Phil's plays, <laughs> whoever Phil plays, just you know, points get dropped on him. But before this week, Phil wasn't scoring anything. So, yeah, I. <clears throat> I was, you know, I was getting more points scored on me than than scoring. And it's one of those where I I am a firm believer that all that stuff kind of balances out. Um, So kind of just getting unlucky. But there was no luck or, you know, being unlucky in this matchup this week. Uh, Steph just took my team out to the back and just 
hit it over the head multiple times. Uh, just completely wiped my team out um, with a bunch of performances. I don't know if you want to get into anyone on my team or ask me any questions regarding that. I just, the only one, and he was, he was in the trade with you and I with George Pickens, George Pickens, you had on your bench, you put 23 points, <laughs> 12th ranks. He's like a, he's a better version. He is. He is a Tyler better Lockett. version of Tyler Lockett. He's a better version of like Jordan Addison. He's one of those guys that like, since you have so many names that, Say if this matchup was close and say if this matchup was close. Let's say George Pickens and Garrett Wilson points flipped and like you were like, you know what? Hey, I'm going to put George Pickens out. Then he puts out six and then he left Garrett Wilson on your bench and he had a big and that like cost you those kill you. So it's like when you have these studs well, that you drafted, sure. like it's hard making those decisions. And it's- well, that's the thing that's been frustrating with my team this year. I've had two losses this year that if I would have made one switch, I would have yep. won both matchups. Yep. Um, last week, Brian and I, it was like a 10 point. I think, I think it was 10 points. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was deciding between Michael Pittman against the Rams or Nico Collins against Pittsburgh and Nico Collins dropped 34 points. Michael Pittman dropped four. Uh, and then week two, yep. I played Nick and I had chosen, <clears throat> who was it? I chose, I think it was Michael Pittman again. Uh, yeah, I picked Always Michael Pittman. <laughs> Michael Pittman, who had 9.6. And I had one, two, three, four other wide receivers I could have picked. And I believe I lost to Nick by two or three points. And I picked Michael Pittman and all those guys scored like eight to 10 points more than him. So, yeah, that's been extremely frustrating this year. And I have no one to really blame but myself um, because, like, my team can score points. And that's why I traded away some of those guys because although they're good, like Nico Collins, I love Nico Collins. I think he's very good. But am I going to package him and Puka, who I think are both very good players? Would I rather go out and try to get a legit wide receiver one in AJ Brown yeah, or let one of those guys sit on my team and just play matchups because mm-hmm. it's hard. It's really hard to like decide now Puka might be matchup. It doesn't matter. And he, you can, you can play him, but I do think Nico Collins is going to be matchup dependent the rest of the year. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think so. So, and, and a chain. And I will say before he got hurt, that guy was starting to run away with that running back. Oh yeah, like, definitely. And so like trading Raheem Mostert and then getting someone back in Jerome Ford, who, you know, is the RB one in Cleveland. And I'm not a big fan of him, but they use him a lot. He catches mm-hmm. the ball a lot. So that's why I made that trade uh, because I really, and, and I, and I know a Shane stoked on getting Puka and getting um, Nico and getting Raheem. And I get it because I think there are some holes in his team that he needed some depth. Yeah. But I really needed a wide receiver one. And I got that in AJ and I would just love for one of these weeks for my guys. And perhaps I'm living in the past and thinking that this is like 2019, 2020, um, you know, fantasy, because you got, you got guys like Lamar, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, AJ Brown, Travis Kelsey, and Jonathan Taylor, like Amari Cooper and Amari Cooper. And if you look at that and you're thinking like a few years ago, God, that's like the most stacked team ever. Like that is a super sec team. Yep. So I, I think my team still has potential, but I am starting to come to the grip slowly that fantasy wise, they're not good fantasy players. Not that they're not good fantasy players, but they're like mediocre fantasy players. 
And I'm starting to think like, okay, like I'm just going to have to hold out hope the rest of the season. Like I'm just going to have to like hope that these guys, like Travis Kelsey is still going to get his, you know, 12 to 15 points a week, but is Alvin Kamara going to get, you know, Alvin Kamara's look good, but is he going to get 15 points? Is Jonathan Taylor going to give me 20 points? Is, is, is even Lamar going to get me 20 points? So we'll see. Um, but this is like definitely a three week stretch where I really need to put together some wins. And what's interesting about Seth's team, as we go over to her side, similar, similar kind of strategies leaving the, uh, the draft where you, I mean, and you were a third of point, third of points a couple weeks ago. So it's not like it affected you that much, but definitely you invested in the future. You invested in Jonathan Taylor, who um, was out the first four weeks. You invested in Alvin Kamara. Steph did the similar route. She picked up Cooper cup, but what I like about her team. And I feel like I, what we always love about her teams um, is she kind of did a different approach. She's been very aggressive on free, on the free agents, the waiver wire mm-hmm. and kind of taking gambles on guys that may not be the sexy name, even though he was someone that we talked about week one is Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen is a top 10 wide receiver. Let me say that again. Adam Thielen is a top 10 wide receiver, putting up another 22 points, uh, 11 catches, 107 yards and a touchdown. Um, We talked about her aggressiveness and starting out unconventional running backs. Maybe not at this point, but, uh, picking up Kyron and having that on her bench. I believe she, she won last. Did she win her matchup last week? Is that, yeah. Oh no, she lost to me barely, but yeah. uh, she's <clears throat> definitely one of the more experimental owners in our, in our, in our fantasy league. And she continues to do it. She, she's and not only is she the most experimental, she's probably one of the most like loyal to the guys that she, and that she wants to roll out in the lineup. His biggest example, Dallas Goddard. Oh my goodness. Every week you and I were ripping Dallas Goddard. We said the, the, it was all over for him. Well, and this is classic fantasy karma though. This, yeah, is, is. this is nothing more than Dallas Goddard. I don't know if Steph somehow has like, like email DM'd him or like send him a text and be like, Hey, this, this, this podcaster that is in my league, this buddy of mine, thinks that you're absolute scrub there's no reason why you should be rostered um 33 i was looking last night 33 ranked tight end going into yesterday and now he's a top 10 every tight end in the nfl yeah so he's worse than every single one on every team yeah so that's nothing but fantasy karma for me Mm -hmm. that was me last year talking trash about sam's team and then playing her and then having like the most points that she scored the entire year like dropped on me um you think i would learn one of these years you think uh but no watching adam thielen's name pop up in that game was just like death by a thousand paper cuts it was like adam thielen eight yard catch adam thielen nine yard catch and i was just like you gotta be kidding me like Good for Bryce Young for finally finding a target and like a weapon. But um, yeah, I mean, DJ Moore watching that Thursday night game, that one. So I was completely sick this past week. I literally turned on the game as the first touchdown pass was getting thrown in the air and watching DJ Moore catch it. And I literally closed my laptop and I was just like, I don't want to watch this. You try to close Um, your eyes forever. Yeah, I tried to try to close my eyes and then just getting texts from you that uh, DJ Moore was back. That was fancy karma uh, for you uh, and losing your matchup. But um, 
Yeah, Steph's team, look, Cooper Cup coming back, big boost, of course. Um, and it was crazy how much he was involved in that first half. Yeah. First quarter. And then like nothing really the rest of the game, but still 12 targets. That's been That's typical, the- typical game strip of the Rams. We talked about the Colts matchup last week where they came mm-hmm. out like gangbusters that first half and they kind of got complacent. They weren't, they weren't really being like creative offensively. And yeah. I think that kind of happens when you got a guy like Cooper cup where he's like always open and you kind of come complacent to that. You got like two guys now with that, with like Puka that um, there was a lot of times so they kept trying to feed Tutu and like Tutu just wasn't like there was, he had a lot of tough contested um, pass, pass attempts, pass catches that kind of mm-hmm. just stalled drives, but that has been a problem for the Rams. So um, yeah, especially that first half and seeing how they were competing, they kind of fell fell apart at the end, or like right before the start of the half to gave Philadelphia another score. But that's, that's kind of like, it's kind of like the reverse Derrick Henry reverse where um, this Rams offense, you got, you got pieces. They're going to cook early, but then they tail off where like Derrick Henry's the opposite. It seems like maybe not as much mm-hmm. this year, but like last year, you'd be like, dude, Derrick Henry only has three points. And then you look at the box score at the end of the game and he has like 150 yards because the second half he wore down the defense. So yeah, yeah I kind of saw that coming with, with Cooper cup and just that output in the beginning. But I'm cutting you off here because you were on a point. But what I love about Seth's team is not any of these like kind of hidden pieces. Adam Thielen is Patrick Mahomes. Like he's eighth ranked, like which is low, I think, for him his standard. And it's not. I don't think it's going to get much better. Really, you just the weapons aren't there this year. That's I think that's exactly what it is. It's not that Mahomes is he's the best quarterback in the NFL, and they're winning games. But the only reason why they're winning games is their defense. It's not Mm -hmm. because of their offense. Um, I saw a stat or I saw a graphic today. You know that Russell Wilson is having a better year than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and like his stats have been much better. But the only reason why their records are flipped is because Denver's defense is a dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, and and it's and I will say yeah I I think it's a lot has to do with it with, with his weapons and if Travis Kelsey is hurt and he is you know going forward I think they're going to be the Broncos of course but and maybe for fantasy purposes it's kind of good for stuff maybe Mahomes uses his legs a little bit more and kind of you know tries to pick up rushing yards and we've seen that with Mahomes over the past um, couple of years of him using his legs and scrambling around. But, you know, last week he didn't have any rushing yards, but the, the weeks prior, 45, yeah, 30, 28, that. 51, that's inflated those scores, right? Mm-hmm. Like if it wasn't for the 51 rushing yards against the Jets, you're looking at eight points. If it wasn't for um, 45 yards against the Lions, you're looking at 15 points. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's starting to kind of show that you, you kind of need weapons in this league for fantasy purposes because you're looking at someone like Lamar, who is a, I believe is now top 10. He was top four um, before last week. But Lamar, like <clears throat> a lot of his points were rushing um, and rushing touchdowns. And he didn't get any rushing touchdowns last week. And you saw that even though he's through for 236 yards, balls bouncing off a guy's hands um guys dropping passes and wide open passes and if you don't have those weapons it's hard for quarterbacks in this league really for fantasy purposes to score a lot of points i I, I, want to say one more thing before before we can wrap this this matchup up steph i am telling you right now and the only reason why someone would do this is because they're listening in our league and they just want to do it out of spite no one is going to pick up odell there is zero people in our league that are going to pick up Odell Beckham Jr. There is I mean, no reason 
to pick him up or to to have him on the team. Zero. No reason. Guy can't stay healthy. Has he scored more than five points in a week? No, he uh, has no. not. So no one, I think, in our league would pick him up. I think that's the only reason why she's holding on to him because she's worried that one week he's going to go back to 2017 Odell, one-handed catch or whatever year that was, and someone's going to pick him up. But I will no say she did have him. last year. Remember, she held on to Juju uh, forever. And then he but Juju had, but Juju had some weeks where he was looking really good. He was on the yeah. Chiefs, and he yeah. had like he had three or four weeks where he was, you know, eighty yards and a couple touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Odell's not going to have that. Odell's no. done. Odell yeah. should just move on with his life, go be Kim Kardashian's boyfriend, and just enjoy your yacht with your Timberlands on, and just uh, leave. What a great time in NFL lore. Hopefully Austin Eckler comes back, but she did not need Austin Eckler this week as he's still dealing with his injuries. All she needed was DJ Moore, essentially. He almost beat my team by himself. He almost did. Uh, yeah, he almost did. House Targaryen gets the win. Uh, Steph goes to two and three. Nakuma Tata goes to one and four. Name change next week. Stay tuned. We got our uh, matchup of the week. Law Dogs. Putting the whooping whoa, 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 whoa. on the rum runners. Um, Law Dogs 153, rum runners 98. Now, I took Phil to win this matchup, and boy, was I right! And it all came on the back of the Jamar Chase revenge game. The next wide receiver I hear complain about either targets or, oh, yeah, I'm playing them. We've well, already seen it twice we- this year. Yeah, with AJ Brown and with Jamar Chase, uh, yeah. both of them just, you know, kind of getting in their quarterbacks here. Like always just throw me the ball. 7-11, always open. I need I need Najee Harris to blast. <laughs> Nothing, is saving. Nothing is saving Najee Harris. Nothing is. They've given him the ball plenty of times. Uh, Jamar, Jamar Chase. Uh, <clears throat> what do you, I think he had a hat trick in the game. Yeah. Uh, hat trick, 192. I mean, he's already now the number six wide receiver after just the horrid start that has been the Bengals. Um, That 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 offense is still kind of wait and see. They've went up against a pesky Arizona Arizona Cardinals, but were able to put them away handedly. I love I loved uh, Law Dogs going with C.J. Stroud, kind of a down. Really quick, go ahead. If if I want you to close your eyes, okay, okay close your eyes. I'm, they're close. It's week. We're week five. Okay. <clears throat> if Phil were to come to you and say, "Hey, Blake, I just mm. let me get your opinion." Okay. I'm starting. This is before the season. Okay, not okay. not like Saturday. This is this okay. is you before the season. Okay. I'm starting C.J. Stroud as okay. my quarterback. Yep. Okay. I'm starting Sam Laporta in my flex. I would have liked that. We were both high on him before the season okay. started. All okay. right. I'm, I'm starting this, like this good, like rookie out of, uh, Texas A&M. He's really fast. Devon a chain. Okay. He has my okay. RB one. I'm that, starting at, at the start of the season. I, I couldn't tell you what team he was on. So, okay. Um, and my RB two, I'm starting this guy who was really good backup on the Bengals. He has this like really cool beard. His name is Samaji P Ryan. I know Samaji. Okay, that's I'm starting him. Okay, I'm starting him as my RB RB two, not my flex, but RB two. Yeah. And then in my wide receiver two, I'm starting this guy named Wandale Robinson. What <laughs> oh. would your honest thoughts be? 
I would think that um, how many beers do you think Phil would have like had down if he came to you and like said that if well, it was beers or is it like drugs? No, it well, I, knowing Phil um, last time I saw Phil, he accidentally bought a zero percent alcohol Heineken's. Yep, was shout out to the Heineken those, zeros, uh, Heineken zeros that he was drinking heavily. So I don't think <laughs> drugs or alcohol would play into that decision making, <clears throat> but yeah, insane, insane matchups. And this is what Phil needs to do if Phil's even still serious about this league and wanting to win these matchups. This lineup that he put out there this week is not a lineup of someone that's quitting. This is someone that actually, like, uh, now I admit Wandell Robinson against Miami. I mean, you're thinking blowout, someone's got to catch the ball. This is a lineup that, that, that you're quitting 100%. Oh like no, the, I don't think so. I think no, like I, I I have talked to Phil. He has punted on this season. He is already over it. I've asked time and time and time just over and over again. What can it take? Like I will actually give you good trades. I'm not gonna try and I would never try to like lowball him or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh like Nick has. Shout out uh shout out Gabe Davis. Davis. <laughs> um but I've asked Everyone. for multiple people on Phil's team and he's just like, I'm just rolling with the squad. Whatever happens, happens. Hey, what do you think in this other league? Like that's literally like yeah. three texts in and it just goes to the other league. He does not care about this league anymore. He's just going to start all these players. Um, and I, I know that some, like he's given up in the sense of like, he's just putting that lineup out there. And he doesn't even care, but I, I think there there's a little bit of uh, light at the end of the tunnel. I I I don't know. I I see I see I guess the thought process in Samaje with the injury of uh Javante Williams. You think there's someone that's gotta be a beneficiary. He's not as fortunate, I think, as us, where every single Sunday we got our eyes glued not only to um, all the games, whether it's for betting purposes or if it's just for like fantasy football junkie, that maybe he didn't see uh, McLaughlin, Jaleel McLaughlin being the obvious beneficiary that we both saw. So I can see, hey, let me throw Samaje in there. Definitely, there's a there's bang up there. I can definitely see, uh, given the kind of late injury scratches with Amon Ross St. Brown, that he needed a wide receiver to plug in there. I famously know, and I'm still looking at it on his bench. He has five running backs none yeah. of them can play which i don't still don't get it so he picked up a guy with like wandell that w- there was a time and man this seems like forever ago but there was a time where the new york giant brass were so excited for their future wide receivers of Kadarius tony and wandell robinson that yeah. They when they shipped out to Tyreek Hill, I know when they shipped out, when they shipped out, um, Kadarius Tony, I remember Wando. I, I was excited about him too. It's kind of like a big piece for that team. Someone had, to, someone had to catch it. I mean, 16 points. I can understand the punt, but going double tight ends, Mark Andrews, Sam Laporta as well. Um, Phil's just playing his best guys that he has available, given the injuries that he had in the bye week with Kenneth Walker. Mm-hmm. Give me Phil. I mean, he, he's not he's not punting in the sense of like he's just gonna like play the bye week guys and just yeah. like whatever. But this definitely is something that you just like look at the waiver wire and you're like, all right, I guess Samaji like he should be playing a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Wandell, I'm, I'm, it's just like who has the coolest first name on the waiver wire? Uh, Alan Lazard? Okay. No, like I'm gonna go with Wandell Robinson. That's got to be a better name, um, Wandell. So <clears throat> yeah, and like 
look, let's not act that like there is the majority of his points or a third of his points were scored by one guy um, and had an amazing week. Devon A-Chain, like, that guy's a stud. He's really fun to watch, and he just breaks these long runs. So I, I'll give Phil uh, – I can't believe he is second-ranked in running backs already uh, with fantasy points. Phil dropping $88 for him um, seemed to be a great play. Uh, we, yep. we gave him shit about it for dropping everything on there. But he's this guy's shown that you know he can you know break 70, 60, 70, uh, 80 yard runs. I didn't even know that Steph picked him up uh, back on September seventeenth, uh, and then dropped him a couple days later. That's rough. Um, Steph's team would actually look a lot different if uh, yeah, if, just if like Devon that. A chain was on uh, <laughs> yeah. Kyron and Austin Eckler instead of having to run out Damian Pierce, but. Um, yeah, Phil. Phil, I think has still has a very good team. He'll he'll get Amon Ra back. He'll get Kenneth Walker back. I think Jameer Gibbs is kind of now in that Sucks. flex play with Sam Laporta, perhaps. Um, and then going forward, who's Phil's second wide receiver? Oh no, sorry, it's Amon Ra right there. Um, yeah, I think Phil's team is is good. Um, I don't think it's as bad as it's been performing. Um, I still think, as we talked about Joe Burrow, I still think the the jury's out to see if Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow can continue that chemistry. We've seen it for years, mm-hmm. um, but it's been a very weird, slow start there. So we'll see if that can continue. But um, yeah, like once again, if I were Phil, I would try to trade either. I'd probably try to trade Mark Andrews and try to get something for him, right? Like try to get yeah. some sort of backup wide receiver, wide receiver three. Um, for a team that really needs a tight end. And perhaps that's, you know, looking across the way at run runners. Yeah, no, definitely. Run runners is one of those teams that definitely can benefit from a tight end. Luke Musgraves, Musgrave, whatever his name is. And Jordan love. Um, we went into this, this year, obviously drafting with Nick and we talked about, Hey, how many quarter, how many uh, Packers are you drafting this year? Oh man, Packers stink, man. I'm not taking anyone. I'm not taking any of the Packers. Yeah. We're already a week five and he's starting Jordan Love and he's starting up Luke Musgrave as his tight end. Like yeah. obviously this uh, guy we, can't this guy can't shake the Packer bug. He can't. And he also has Romeo Dobbs on his bench. Um who had a big game. Yeah, with a point niner. Uh well, I'll actually say this. Romeo Dobbs, I'm I this is I'm actually surprised. I didn't realize that he's had three weeks of over fifteen. So you know what? He definitely deserves at least a roster spot. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, Luke Musgrave does not deserve a roster spot. No reason for him to be starting tight end at this point. It's either Kyle Pitts or bust, um, where you got to start start you got to start starting Kyle Pitts as your tight end if that's your if that's the only tight end that you have. But uh, I, if I'm Nick, do not start Kyle Pitts next week because you get the classic. Everyone that has Kyle Pitts, you look at last week's line. He had seven catches, eighty-seven yards. He got twelve mm-hmm. points. Everyone and their mother is starting Kyle Pitts next week, and it's going to be a letdown game. I'm calling it Ooh, right they now. They're playing the, uh, uh, the Commanders. Cole Komet had a touchdown, a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, interesting week for Nick because Jordan Love struggled mightily this Monday night uh, game that we had all just watched. It gets Deshaun Watson, who should be healthy next week. We'll see. I think it was like a – he didn't practice with the team today. He like practiced off to the side. That continues to be a huge mystery that uh, this whole Deshaun Watson this year. 
but Nick has good players. It's just like, it's just weird weeks um, where some of them throw up stinkers like Tony P with a 6.4. And then you get Devonta Smith was not even like close to being involved in that offense on Sunday. And then Devonte, who we watched the Raider chargers game in Vegas a couple of weeks ago. He didn't do anything until the fourth quarter in like one of the last drives where he caught like four passes. So this is like back-to-back weeks where Devontae hasn't really come close to projections. Um, And starting to wonder if that's the the offense, if, you know, Jimmy G being the quarterback. Um, So it'll be interesting uh, going forward to see where Devontae lands. I love Devontae. He's my favorite wide receiver personally, but you're looking at a New England team. Well, New England got mopped up last week, but mostly because of defensive um, plays by the Saints and not because of uh, the Saints being able to move the ball through the air. So we'll see if Devonta could have a bounce back. But I feel like it's just uh, without Travis Etienne's 34 points this week and the Saints 25, that made up half of Nick's points. Yep. Um, and that is, that's never a good sign for a fantasy team. Now, Nick's had some really good weeks. Uh, but I, I feel like his other loss just he was he scored less than 100 as well. Could be wrong. Isn't it but. crazy to think that um, <coughs> Nick drafted back to back terrible weeks? He had 64 points last week. So, alert like the, <laughs> kind of alert? the lights are a little a light, lights are flashing a little bit. Are we getting a little of those like red kind of alert lights going I mean, on? I think it's time for Nick to start thinking about you know trying to see if there's any takers. We talked about James Conner went down. He's got James Conner on his bench. James yep. Conner had a knee injury. Um, this is going to be interesting. I, I think Nick Nick and Brian are, I think, in very, very similar places right now where I think you got to tinker around with your lineup a little bit, whether it's play the waiver wire, which I'm not really sure who's available, but also look to see if there's any teams that perhaps, you know, are trying to upgrade mm-hmm. elsewhere. But I don't think that these teams can win with their current rosters. What I what I keep trying to butt myself into is it seems like every year it it's okay, but you mentioned Brian's team and I you mentioned De, uh, I mentioned DeAndre Swift eleventh round. Nick drafted Justin Tucker, <laughs> a kicker in the tenth round. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Um, Wait a second. Nick, yes. I, I don't look yet. I don't okay. know if you have already done it. Do you know where Justin Tucker is ranked this year in kickers? I'm going to say uh, 18th. 25th. Wow. And it's not because he's bad. He's missed oh, He's missed 250 yarders this year. Um, no, that offense just struggles. That like, offense has, has not been able to move the ball. And you're looking at Justin Tucker. He's only had one week with over 11 or over seven points, yeah. which is crazy. Like I said, Jake Elliott is now the new Justin Tucker. Um, I'm struggling to find a kicker. I think my last three weeks I've gotten maybe a combined five points from my kickers. What do you, what do you want for Blake Groupie? Uh, for, I mean, I honestly might trade you something for him. Um, but yeah, that's crazy. I didn't even, I, we, we talked about that during the draft. Like, Hey, one of us is just going to take Justin Tucker on the 10th and Nick ended up being that sucker. I would say the, 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 what I worry about <laughs> Nick's team is that, if I'm going through his starting lineups besides Debo, because that team's just good, he kind of bucks this trend. But the you look at Green Bay. Green Bay is on a downslide right now. And mm-hmm. he, their offensive as a whole is just bad. He doesn't have like I don't I, there's not a piece in Green Bay that I 
absolutely want. If I have to have anything, it's Aaron Jones. So he doesn't even have even the best pieces for that offense. Sure. Dallas sliding. You mentioned it with their poor red zone efficiency. Dak just is just giving the ball to the other teams. Tony, Tony, uh-huh. Tony Paul is on a team where I don't, I don't, I mean, I will say this very, very, very tough matchup this past week with the Niners. Like, and I even think the Patriots run and th- that was a weird game because Dallas was up 27 to three at halftime. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he didn't really get a lot of play in the second half. And you're looking at the three weeks prior, he had over 13, uh, almost 14 points per week um, before that. So I will say, like, I think we can we can we can definitely think I think I don't know. Maybe Phil was confused. I think Tony P has kind of hit what he is supposed to. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in the last couple of weeks, but I think he'll get back to that. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree with you. I, I do think the touchdowns aren't going to be there as they were last year, even as a backup last year. Yeah. And then kind of the rhetoric that I always kind of played with Devontae Smith and AJ Brown, it's just heckling. Oh no. Heckle and Jide. What's the name? Heckle. And <laughs> I blew that one. The, you're, the, you're on the, just flip the first, first letter <laughs> of those names. Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> Heckle um, and Jide. I like that. That's the name of this podcast episode. Um, Who's Dr. Uh, who's the Dr. Heckle and Mr. Hyde? <laughs> you're, you're getting oh, that funny. with Devonte Smith. That's why I was always kind of nervous having him as an asset. Now, if he wants to make a trade, this is, that's how I feel about Devontae Smith. I don't know what I would want to give up on my, on my team for him, but there's still a lot of believers out there. And there's obviously he has a talent. There's just games where they just don't go to him or mm-hmm. um, 23 points. And that's you, so you frustrating think, too. Yeah. God, the one week that he went off to, of course, you yeah. have to play me. Yeah. 25th ranked right now. <laughs> uh, talent wise, he's, probably a top 10 wide receiver in the league, but it's for him. It's just how much access does he have to the ball mm-hmm. um, with, with Philadelphia kind of having with Philadelphia having a great defense They're besides that commanders game. They're really not going to get that many points scored. They're going to have the ball. They're going to have a commanding. They have a great run game. They're going to lean on that. And um, if it's a AJ Brown game, Devontae Smith are going to, he's going to put up stinkers like this. Maybe not one. That's a little insane. But if we look at, um, we look at week three, he put up four or Washington seven for 78, put up 11. It's not really a stinker, but if you're uh, for number one wide receiver with on his team that he's already having questions about with Debo and then Devonte is supposed to be that other anchor for the team. You're getting questionable quarterback play out of there with Jimmy G. Yeah, there's he's, he's, he's got a lot of question marks, but I will say he has guys that if you find the right owner, um, you could probably you could probably swing a good trade. So I think yeah. he's got good options. Um, I I will probably see if I can entertain Nick with another wide receiver, whether it's a Cooper or a Pickens, um, and perhaps a running back, and try to upgrade a spot of mine. Uh, just because I, I think Nick needs a little bit more depth. I think Gabe Davis is the only one. Game and that's only, that's only because he's on a team that throws the ball a ton. Uh, it's not that he's a great wide receiver. I don't think he's anything special, but um, he runs straight <laughs> really fast. That's all. Yeah, he does. that's basically what he does. Um, we'll say though, Jake. Though I had no idea Gabe Davis four straight games with a touchdown. Yeah, I mean they they like throwing the ball a lot, and touchdowns are what you know really make uh, your teams kind of stand out. 
Well, that's fantasies. the problem with his team. It's like with, with with what he's got going on right now, like you can't take the only guy that would maybe have a question mark would be like Debo, but you can't take Debo out of your starting line to put Gabe Davis. Like that's just yeah, I think it kind of depends on. I think no, I personally, I, don't I think, think it's matchup. Any matchup. No, I don't even think so. That's maybe yeah, maybe that's how you play it. But I, that's one of those tough ones where where it seems like if I'm looking uh, if I'm looking at his team, his his highlight in terms of names and kind of tough decisions are his wide receivers. But Devontae, Debo, and both Devontes and Debo, um, those are guys that. He, Easily, I can easily see a thirty-point outing out of Devontae Smith, Devontae Adams. I don't know about Depot anymore. I just uh-huh. I have major question marks. But still, that's the those are the type of lines, the lineup changes that you make on a on a Saturday night, Sunday morning, where you're like, you know what, sure. dude, I'm so tired of Debo. I'm putting in Gabe Gabe Davis, and then Gabe Davis has this one of those normal clunkers of a game, and you're looking like an idiot because deep you're you're benching Debo. So I think in those situations where you have that kind of log jam and those question marks, and especially when you have two positions, I'm still whatever about Deshaun Watson. But when I need a tight end, instead of having that difficult decision, I like being able to like, well, let's package, let's package some guys here. Let's fill this tight end spot. I'd rather have, rather have an upgrade on a starting lineup that I'm going to play week in, week out, than even be tempted, tempted with the idea of, Gabe Davis for a Debo because that just sounds miserable. Yeah. Now, if you were Nick, hypothetical trade, we're just looking at these two teams right here. Would you do, if you were Nick, would you do a Mark Andrews and Khalil Herbert? I think Khalil got hurt. Uh, but let's say James Conner is out for the same same amount of time. Would you do a Debo and James Conner for Mark Andrews and Khalil Herbert? Or is that too much? Debo, Debo and James Conner for Mark Andrews and Khalil Herbert? Mm, no, I've honestly, I know you're not a big fan of Khalil Herbert. I have I have liked what I've seen out of Khalil Herbert the last few weeks, but he did get banged up in that. I would I would game. honestly rest of the season. I think <laughs> I'm taking Sam Laporte over Mark Andrews. So if I well, want no, to, no, get that's a, what I'm saying. If if Phil's trading one of them, he would trade Mark Andrews. I would take yeah. Sam Laporta as well. So yeah. if, so you know, if I'm Phil, I, I would not trade Sam Laporta unless I'm getting back like a you know I don't know no, Devon, I'm taking Avanta Smith. Wow. Yeah. That's like, but like, that's, that's the situation that you're in, right? Like if you have two tight ends and you're Phil and your wide receiver two is probably, you know, you have Amon Ra, but you also have a flex position that you can plug in a Devonta Smith for, or a Debo for, I don't know. I I would, I think these two teams are the teams that need to make a deal because I I think that Nick needs a tight end badly. And I think that he has a couple guys on his bench. You know, maybe we talked about how Phil was very, wasn't happy with a Mark Andrews for Gabe Davis trade, but looking back on that, would you do that now? No, I still wouldn't do it. I think, I think, uh, I think if Nick likes Sam Laporta, I would throw Debo at him. And I know Phil loves Gabe Davis. I know he does. He's trying to act like he's not. Would you do a Gabe Davis and James Conner for Mark Andrews? And Khalil Herbert. Yeah, I think definitely. I think that's kind of low. That's a low ball, Mark Andrews. I even though I have question marks about that that offense as a whole. Um, everyone's getting banged up in the wide receiver room. They're getting a lot of the times their their defense is getting banged up. Their offensive line is getting banged up. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those situations where, especially you're looking at this matchup against Pittsburgh, 
and Pittsburgh has just been an absolute shell of the team, but there's especially on the road against Pittsburgh. It's kind of, it's a tough matchup in the division. I'm not as low. I think there's some circumstances that have contributed to the lack of Baltimore's offense. I think that'll pick up. I think Mark Andrews will maybe not. I think I can imagine a world where Mark Andrews kind of retains draft value. Um, I think with, I don't know. That's tough. I, if I'm Nick, I'm going after, I have to go after one of these tight ends. And if I'm going after Laporta, I do like your option of maybe trying to fish uh, Devonte Smith out of there for Phil, but Mark Andrews, man, I don't know. I feel like if, if, if Phil sent me over a trade, if I was Nick and it was for James Connor and Gabe Davis, I would, I wouldn't take that at all. I think I still think you hold on to the value. I think Debo is just for Nick. Debo has got to be that trade piece. There's someone in the sleeve that likes Debo. So I'm looking at someone like, uh, I don't know. What. Maybe I should. What about Cole Komet for a Debo? No. Cole Komet sucks. Cole Komet is third ranked. I, any any tight end that gets a touchdown is top five. So I'm not uh, taking that. Cole Komet's last two weeks. Uh, we're looking at a potential star. Okay. We're not going to waste everyone's time here when we're done recording this. I want to go to the players and see where his points match up with like wide receivers and running backs because that's the true test because tight end rankings are in flux right now, but rum runners with a stinker of a week. Um, good, good for him with Travis Etienne. He has decisions to make, but he's still three and two. And we're talking about Phil like these, he's this boss dog. We're barking in his intro, but he's, he gets the win one fifty three. He goes to one and four. 